morning, good morning, everyone. Morning, team. How are we going? Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully, you guys are all awesome and well. Morning, Stephen. Morning, Michelle. Morning, Nick. A few, a uh, few people jumping on now, which is great. Welcome to, uh, I don't know, was it, is it Happy Cup Day or something? <laughs> is that, is that how we say it? Melbourne Cup Day. Um, hopefully, you're having a bit of fun today, wherever you are. Uh, Wealth Coffee Chat, second of oh Tuesday, the second of November. Great to have you guys jumping on now. Um, quick intros. Anyone who doesn't uh, know who I am, pretty sure most of you do. But if you don't, Jason Witten's my name. And if you knew, if you knew, give us a shout out in the chat. Say hello. Um, it's always good to have a few newbies dropping by. I know we get a fair few people joining our lifetime coaching and mentoring program every month. Welcome to you if that's you. You're in the right place. Uh, each morning I get together with uh, a few crazy crew just like you, talk about property investing, going the distance, making sure we pace ourselves, kind of like what we need to do if you're in the Melbourne Cup today. It's a long race. You need to pace yourself if you're going to win. So, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, well, there you go, Coach Cup. Uh, who bought me that? I think one of my kids bought me that. It's funny, you know, the when the when you, uh, I don't know if anyone's had this experience that your kids sort of don't know what you do. And uh, I remember my my son um, when he was uh, fairly young, in sort of grade sort of two or three, had uh, he had to draw a picture of what their dad did for work, and he drew drew a picture of me fixing a toilet, um, <laughs> because I'd fixed the toilet that weekend. Tim the Toolman Taylor, pretty handy. Um, yeah, he didn't know what I did. Anyway, there you go. Interesting times. I digress. I digress. I digress. Hopefully, you guys are awesome and well. Uh, we chatted yesterday about the uh, the world of uh, interest rates going up and mostly fixed. Uh, the fixed interest rate going up doesn't really matter too much. We sort of worked that out yesterday. Long term, if the interest rates go up a bit, you've got to have some money set aside. But today I wanted to talk about the idea of principal and interest versus interest only. Uh, and a few of you guys are on this morning. And uh, I wanted to have a little um, a little conversation about what that might mean to us as property investors when it comes to our finance strategy. And we need to understand this. Um, and it meant, you know, back in my day, back when I were a lad, back uh, when the interest rates were a lot more expensive, this strategy was almost vital to your ability to borrow and also stay current um, with your extra cash and your buffer and your cash flow for a property. So I think we need to sort of maybe do a little recap on principal and interest versus interest only and what does that mean and when to deploy that and when we should you know, make the most of uh, this stuff, all right? So you guys have seen me talk about this before, so I'll quickly do a little recap on what this might mean. Now, if we have a look at our um, our stage of investing, you know, um, there's the three stages of investing. Chuck them in the chat if you know what they are. I'm sure you do when it comes to the property investment space. Um, 
There's the acquisition stage. There's when we get on with it and we buy our stuff. There's a stage we call consolidation. You know, um, let's just say this is time to buy. This is the triple M stage, which is manage, maintain, and maximize stage, the consolidation stage. And this is the lifestyle and uh, legacy phase. Um, And this is where we enjoy the fruits of our labor and also pay uh, it forward. Uh, We've talked about that before, some legacy, something else. But let's talk about this section here, the acquisition stage um, of our investing team. Because if we want to build up our portfolio, you know, to a number of investments as we get ourselves cracking and started, cash flow or dollars and cents is very, very important, right? You guys know this. The ability to service these loans is significantly important. Um, And uh, not only that, building buffers, okay, number one, building some buffers. Uh, Number two, having spare cash flow, um, so we can then continue to service our loans. Um, service our loans is pretty important, uh, and you can help with that. Help with that process when you understand when to use principal and interest, when to use interest-only lending, uh, and what that means to you as a property investor um, as we go along. All right. So let's talk about this stage here which is the acquisition stage, uh, and why for me and for you, most of you should be interest-only lending at this stage in your portfolio, okay? Interest-only lending in your portfolio. And let's go through the reasons why. Now, for some of you that uh, it this will suit ninety to ninety five percent of you because because tell me why because most of us don't have significant amount of spare cash flow just floating around you know tucked under our pillow or under the mattress so we can afford to put in bigger deposits pay the properties off sooner because we've got heaps of extra cash flow it doesn't matter etc cetera, etc cetera. okay we have to squeeze every single dollar, cent, and juice out of our portfolio. So let's analyze a property. Let's analyze a property because I've got my calculators out. Let's analyze a property and have a look at. Terribly built, terribly drawn property here, but anyway. um, This is a property. We have a $400,000 loan. And let's have a look over here. And I'm just going to show this base interest rate here. I've got a calculator online. um, And this one... Um, uh, is let's change that to investment. Investment two point three percent interest rate. I'm going to leave it as a monthly payment because that's perfectly fine. Um, and uh, it is a principal and interest payment. You guys can see that the principal and interest payment there. Um, as we go, so it's a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and the payment per month is 1,556, okay? And we did a bit of this yesterday when we talked about having a look at, um, you know, the the increase in our interest, what that might mean to us, okay? So let's do this. Like that's, so that's 1,556 
let's um, let's have a little look at. Uh, interestingly enough, have a look at what what they say down the bottom here, right? Uh, total interest payable over thirty years is one hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of interest. Crazy times, huh? Crazy times. There you go. It's uh, it's not two uh, percent interest, by the way. Just do the math on that one. Um, the compounding process. But if we if we said one thousand one hundred and fifty six times that by twelve is eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand dollars and seventy two for the year for the whole year. Okay, so that's principal and interest P and I. Okay, now let's do an interest only calculation. And it's good we've got a simple calculator here. We can whack that to interest only. Now, this changes. They change the interest rate there, which is a bit of a pain in the neck. Um, not exactly the same, but this this um, this makes some sense. Now, have a look at that, folks. Have a look at the... Did you see what happened there? Check that out, right? Interest-only payment now is $927, okay? Um, And if you do that $927 um, times that by 12 equals 11,124 interest only. only. All right. So let's have a look at this as we think about the strategy in acquisitions. Right. So... If you just look at the difference in the payment, okay, this is, you know, this is a kind of a math lesson today, so sort of stick with me for a little bit. It might not be as exciting as some of the other conversations we get to have, but I think it's a vitally important one to understand as a property investor, okay? So the difference between those is $629, all right? So you tell me. If we times that by, let's say, five properties, that would be the difference in $3,145 in payments that we would need to make or like we'd have to make, come up with out of our pocket or from our rents or from somewhere else or um, we could put it in our pocket and do something better with it. So you guys tell me, like right now, can you see the difference the impact has with interest only and principal and interest? Okay. Now, uh, uh, this is so. Can you see the I- impact that that will have in your portfolio, in your borrowing power, in your purchasing when it comes to this stage here, the acquisition stage? Okay. This is how you get from, you know, one, two, three to get to four and five, all right? Usually, it's those, it's three, four, and five properties are the ones that you struggle um, to get to, okay, because of the inefficiency. It's one of the major reasons, the inefficiency of your lending structures, your lending structures, okay? Um, Tell me, team. Of this $629 um, that we would be saving per $629, we would be saving per month, where are we going to put it? Where does that $629 go? Okay. 
Um, where do you guys reckon we, we put that $629 per month? Do we put it in our bank account and spend it at the races this this uh, this Tuesday? Today, do we take it? Woohoo, we made $629. Let's go to the races and see if we can double it. Where does that money go? All right, what do, what do you guys think? You guys know where this, this should be because it's not about, no, let's not debt reduce our properties. Let's not... Um, Let's not, um, you know, oh, we're never going to make a payment. Alison's right. Alison's on it. You put that money into an offset account. Okay, offset account. So by and large, that offset account is still having the same impact on your level of payment, the interest payment. Okay, so it's reducing the mortgage by the, the by the level of the money that's in the offset account, but tell me right now, team, what's another advantage of interest only? That extra payment goes into the offset account instead of making a principal and interest payment. If we made a principal payment, where would that money sit? Where would the principal sit, team? Who owns and controls the principal payment that you make? You make a principal payment, which is reducing the debt, okay, on a mortgage, fine. But now who owns it when you make a principal payment? Chuck that one in the chat for me. Do you control that money directly now? Can you get it back tomorrow? Can you say, hey, listen, uh, I need that. And Alison's all over this, no problems at all. No, you don't own it, right? Because if you put it in the offset account, it's yours, right? If you give it back as a principal payment, it's the bank's. What do you mean it's the bank's, Jason? It's mine. I didn't. Isn't it paid off my mortgage? Yeah, you did pay it off your mortgage, um, and uh, so yeah, and that's right, Nicole. If you put it into redraw, if you overpay, it's either redraw or an offset or a principal payment. You have to now go and beg to get that money back, all right? So this is about control of the resources that you have um, and uh, when to deploy and when to pay off those mortgages, okay? So let's have a look. Where is our little – oh, there we go. So that's $629 per year. You know, basically, that would be – and now this is not exact, obviously, because – um, there might be, we could probably get get more in here. I'll show you in a second on the cash flow calculator. Um, but the saving between a principal payment and an interest-only payment, you know, $7,548. There's your buffer, folks. There's your buffer for the year. You know, you might not, you might not start out with a big buffer, but by the end of year one, you've got a big, big buffer, all right? Imagine you do that for five years because see over here, folks, on the calculator, all right, it shows that you can go, all right, well, let's lock this in for five years interest only, all right? Let's do five years interest only. Times that by five years, all right, what's that number? Check out this number. That's 37740 bucks. You know, that's one-third of a way to a deposit, team one-third of the way to a deposit. Now, imagine you're able to save a little bit more on top of that. Uh, imagine you get some equity growth out of your properties. That is how you get to property number three 
and four and five. Well, imagine two properties now um, saving you that money and creating that deposit. 37000 that's almost a full deposit that they would have saved from instead of paying a principal payment to paying an interest-only payment. Hopefully, everyone's following along here. Hopefully, it makes sense because sometimes diving into the numbers can get a bit kind of grindy, a bit hard um, as we go. Let me quickly show you something just now. We're going to jump over to the calculator uh, and we'll have a little look at you know, the calculator when we're doing the, um, the payments over here. Let's check out this um, investment. So let's say you deploy this money into an investment property um, and you guys have seen this before. Um, I use the numbers all the time. You know, $600,000 um, uh, $600, property. You're using equity out of the property uh, instead of cash. You've got to pay some stamp duty. You've got to pay some LMI. You know, you've got to pay some expenses over here. Um, and so let's just do this. Let's go, I'm going to do a principal and interest loan. Uh, and let's go back to um, uh, what the, the calculator here on the, um, the calculator here on this online calculator said we could get said we could get two point three eight percent principal and interest principal interest so we're paying the principal there's a principal payment plus an interest payment rents for five hundred and fifty dollars a week etc 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 hundred thousand dollar income it's brand new I buy brand new properties I think brand new are better um, if you had secondhand properties that uh, this depreciation process would be far less, 60 to 70% less. Um, so we're going to do new. That's what we like um, here. So let's go have a look at what this might look like. So check this out, team. Check it out. So in, um, in this property, the pre-tax cash flow on a principal and interest payment significantly reduced. It's negative $7,000, right? Negative seven grand. What, what do you mean, Jason? Like... You know, that, that, that's impossible. Well, no, it's not impossible, folks, um, because the principal payment's chewing up your cash, like chewing up your ability to, um, you know, cover the mortgage on this real estate, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, that's a bit crazy. So hopefully you're following along here. Maybe I'm flicking around too fast in the, uh, the numbers um, as we go. So you go, all right, well, you know, yes, you get some tax back. Hopefully, you can see where that bit is there. Um, you know, the tax back here. Um, but still, it's negative cash flow after taxes back. So it's like, oh, gee, that's a bit, bit harsh. I thought we needed to get positive cash flow back in our pocket. Yep, that's true. That's what you need to do. You've got to make sure you cover that. Now let's change this to interest only, folks. Let's change that to interest only and have a look at what happens to our cash flow on our property, check that out. Boom, boom, $7,000 positive cash flow, positive cash flow. And after your refund, because you still get the same refund, folks, you still get the same cash flow tax, tax cash flow refund. Um, actually, I need to go back and change that to be exact because in here, instead of 2.38, we go 2.78. So let's make sure we do the exact same experiment um, uh, in here. 2.78, we change that to interest only because it won't be the exact same um, interest rate. So there you go. It's $4,000 uh, 
$4,800 positive pre-tax. You get your tax refund back. It's $10,000 real cash in your pocket. After tax cash flow, where does that ten grand go? It goes in the bloody offset account. You save that up and then when you're ready in five years' time. Now, talk to me. Listen to me now. Check out what we're doing here. All right. Let's get me back on the, the iPad. Right. In five years' time, coming close, in five years' time at $10,000 tax after tax cash flow, five times 10 equals $50,000 over that five years. Question mark. Over five years, what do we need to do with our rents? What do we got to do with our rents, folks? We got to get them up, get the rents up. Okay. Now, let's just say, let's just say the rents didn't go up and the interest rates stayed the same. I think the interest rates will go up a little bit, um, underlying the fixed rate, but not too far. The rents will go up far further. But let's just say it all stayed the same. In five years' time, you've got 50K in cash stuck, stacked away. And when we did the cash flow before, negative cash flow after tax was uh, $1,000. So let's make it $2,000 negative cash flow. How many years, folks, how many years does this $50,000 cover your negative cash flow for? We're doing the math here. Maybe I'm going too fast for everybody. If you go $50,000, divide that by 2,000, you have 25 years worth of cash buffer to cover your negative cash flow. Now, hopefully hopefully that made sense, team. Hopefully you got the gist of it, all right, as we go along. There's a good question here from, I think it was Nicole, I think you asked that at the front, um, should this be on your principal place of residence as well? For me, Nicole, the answer is yes, absolutely. Uh, if you can't unlock your ability to service other debts. There's a couple of ways you can unlock and service other debts um, For in this sort of section. And chatting to a really good finance broker is important, obviously. Uh, but there's two major ways that you can lower the payment uh, and get uh, better servicing. One, Nicole, is to take it from principal interest to interest only. And the other one, Nicole, and listening in, folks, if you have a mortgage right now on your PPR and let's say you're 10 years into it and it's got 20 years left, you can reset it to 30 years, okay? So you can reset it for 30 years and go interest only and your payments will drop significantly. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, this is all about unlocking the ability to service to buy investment properties, which gives you more cash flow, which you pour back into your offset account, which by and large helps you pay your owner-occupier owner, uh, debt off faster in the long term anyway. You end up paying off your home, faster or at the same pace or if not faster and now you've bought three or four or five investment properties at the same time so it's so a straight like 
the outcome is not a straight line between A and B, folks. You know, sometimes you have to take a little detour uh, as we go along. All right, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done. Hopefully that made sense to you guys. A little bit of math and calculations and scribbles all over the place today. (laughs) But hopefully it made sense, yeah? Um, There you go. Remember, acquisition phase, interest only, unlock your cash flow, unlock your buying power, get that thing cracking. That's that's really the the gist of it anyway. All right, team. Um, You guys are awesome. Thanks for the shout-out, Alison, Nicole, all of you guys getting uh, getting into it. Be good, be well. If you're going to have a flutter on the GGs today, don't spend too much of your money. Um, and uh, see you guys tomorrow about the same time, about 8.05, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. All right, team. Adios. Bye-bye.